0: Aloha. Well, first of all, I need to be the one in the room that defends Hawk.
1: It looks like an Asian Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> I want to break from regular steam, and I switch to you.
2: Welcome. We are back from the BallerLifestyle.com. It's the baller lifestyle podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. This is episode number 354 of the program. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for being a regular listener. Thank you for subscribing to our premium content on our red circle page. If you do not just click the show notes in your podcast app right now and you could subscribe there. It's five bucks a month. Or 50 bucks a year, you get a little break there. Uh, if you would like to reach out, a lot of people did. You know, I put this out on Twitter, and you think that everybody that's, that listens is on Twitter, but they're not. So there's going to be people that are going to want to weigh in on this because it is a moment right now. It is a cultural phenomenon, much like the Tiger King. Of course, we're talking about Cobra Kai. Uh, so if you would like to reach out, you can do so via the voicemail. Nine four nine four six four TBLS, and you can also send us an e- email mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com uh, I am joined now, as I am every week, by Mister Ed Daly. Ed, what's up?
1: Hey,
3: I'm um, um, looking forward to this show. I I suffered for our art by binging this entire series got, the
2: to, it got to be a slog it made me kind of wish <laughs> i had watched it it was I, a lot i had watched it in segments because i was like i kind of was into the first season and then i'm like oh, i'll be able to knock this out in a weekend and i really ran it down to the wire last yeah. night i um, ran
3: i yeah i was i was struggling towards the
2: end yeah it was tough um i we are also joined by friend of the show co-host of the bachelor lifestyle podcast well-known to all of the listeners. Of course, I'm talking about Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up?
0: Hello, everybody. Jason, it, yes. Brian is right. Brian is right. He. It is exactly like the Tiger King um, if Tiger King was a fictional reset of a very popular 80s movie.
2: Yes, exactly. That's my point. Um, <laughs> J- Jason, who once pulled the ripcord while co-hosting... For a Tinder sleigh has already asked me what time this is going to be wrapping up. Jason, do you have uh poker later tonight or plans? Hard out? Yeah, plans with your lovely girlfriend Christina.
3: Softball? Is softball in,
2: in yeah, play in these so- days? No, we can't be doing softball during COVID. You'd have to you'd have to spray the ball after every pitch. Jason, what what are your plans that have you having a hard out tonight at eight o'clock?
0: Yeah, late dinner. Late dinner, dinner. with a girlfriend. Really? Everything's closed. Okay. That, okay, that doesn't prevent me from going Postmates.
2: Yeah, okay, I got you. Uh, all right, Th- that's uh, that's Jason Stewart, everybody. Everybody's favorite, Jason Stewart. We are also joined now. I think, I mean, this guy's done a lot in his career. Uh, everyone knows him as the world's foremost bachelor expert on the internet. He, is, he has made a cottage industry about knowing everything that's happening before it happens on The Bachelor. A lot of people know him as... Stevie and L from LMU, the guy that once turned down an offer of oral sex in order to have a plate of chicken wings, he is a, he's probably best known at this point though as the ba- the baller lifestyles karate kid correspondent. Anytime something karate kid happens, Stevie and LMU is like, hey, we got to do this. Let's do this on your show. He's been he's been bugging us for since season one came out. Yeah, the, I remember yeah. season one. Sorry yeah. to cut off your intro. Yeah.
3: Season one, he did one of those movie theater things for the premiere. The yeah. was it Phantom yeah, events? Yeah, Fathom,
2: Fathom events. <laughs> Fathom events. Uh, COVID COVID's got me worried for Fathom events. I don't think we're gonna because Fathom events weren't very no, well we're attended in the first place.
3: Movie theater?
2: Yeah, no, no, never. That's never going to happen. Jason or uh, Stevie, Reality Steve, Reality, how are you, my friend? Thank you for joining us.
1: I'm good. I totally forgot about that Fathom events event. But um, as as Ed and Brian went right up to the wire uh, with this, I was the complete (laughs) opposite in that when this was released at 2 a.m. Central Time on January 1st, season three of Cobra Kai. (laughs) I watched it from 2 a.m. straight through to 7:30 a.m. Took about a four-hour nap and was up right before the Georgia-Cincinnati <laughs> uh, kickoff, unbelievable. So, whatever ball game that was. That was I was like, I was like, I'm going to start it, and I knew that. I knew that around. I knew that episode four was our first nostalgia moment, and then when that got turned into episode five, I was like, okay, I'm sticking through this one. And then I was gonna do like, all right, I'll power nap and you know wake up around eight and finish the last five. I, no, I, I'm a true Man. Cobra Kai aficionado to where I just went ten episodes straight through and I finished the season and now I have to wait another year to to watch the next season. To I'm watch, assuming,
2: yeah, season four. Um, okay, so but, me, be- yes,
3: before we start on
2: Cobra okay. Kai, yeah,
3: I just want to take a selfish angle. Uh, and talk about how this week's terrorist attack affected me directly.
1: Oh, okay, no. all right. Political. T- so, <laughs>
3: so I mean, that's the thing. If somebody thinks talking bad about Trump is politics at this point, I mean, we're we're too far past that. But anyway, I had a column ready to go at a major publication, which Ooh. would have given me the biggest exposure I possibly could have had.
2: Oh no.
3: And it was about, compare. it was working in Trump to previous presidents and how he really, it, behind uh, behind all the bluster, there really wasn't that much that was different from previous presidents. And I had a document in it, and I had been working with an editor, and it was going to be like my big <laughs> break in terms of uh, exposure. And then he helped... Uh, uh, start some sort of insurrection, and it's like, eh, that's kind of not like other precedents yeah. before. So yeah. we're gonna have to scrap that. So <laughs> like, I was about to get a ton of exposure, and now I got zero.
2: Mm, can it's it's can it be reworked?
3: I mean, it's gonna have to be reworked, like in some completely different way. But it's you know, it I had good points. It was it was a good column. I was feeling proud. That I, I mean, I actually got editors working on it. Yeah. It was it was gonna be good. And then they're like, you know what? Our focus is really more on the uh, second impeachment right. and, uh, you know, people beating a cop to death with a flag and, you know, that kind of stuff. So I my whole column was ruined by that fuck
2: face. Brutal. Well, you're you're welcome to run it on the baller Of course, anybody else want to open with a personal tragedy?
1: Oh, no, I've got, I, I, oh, I've got cool. I've got an ins, I've got an Insurrection Wednesday story. OK, um, so my deal was every once in a while, a reality television show will reach out to me and ask me, will you live tweet one of our shows in a court in in return? We will pay you. Oh, unbelievable. So what I was set. I was set to live tweet the masked dancer last Wednesday. Wow! <laughs> wow. Uh,
3: Trump might have done you a favor. Yeah.
1: And then around five o'clock, I'm like, "Is this still happening?" I I I go. I don't feel comfortable tweeting about weirdos in costumes <laughs> dancing yeah. around a stage, being judged by Brian Austin Green, Ashley Tisdale, Ken Young, and Paula Abdul. I said, "Is there? Is this being?" push back and she's like yes we are wow. gonna push this back a week so tomorrow night uh, well Wednesday night uh, the January 13th check out my Twitter account at yes. reality Steve for my thoughts on the mass singer is,
3: is oh. that the orderly from Doogie House' yes. gonna be like that? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I believe Bill Nye
2: took a to I saw on right. Twitter that Bill Nye was one of the dancers I imagine he's got very smooth moves uh, <laughs> I, I can't wait to tune in.
1: Week one was week one was revealed to be Ice T, and week two was uh, Bill Nye. Wow. Yeah, and uh, I don't know who next week's is, but next week we're going back to the first batch of dancers who were in the first episode. Um, I don't have my notes out, so I don't remember who danced or what their clues were. But, um, I I can predict. Can you imagine a, yeah. in 1989,
3: the yeah. original gangster is going to be dancing around like a mascot? for people <laughs> on TV to judge this is insane i
2: can i, I i'm
3: gonna get paid
1: to tweet about it that's how amazing. about that that's amazing. <laughs> that's, amazing. that's
2: amazing i won't be watching obviously but i will make one prediction ken jong will not say anything funny mm. put that going out a there. put that seal it mail it to yourself take it to your bookie if you can get down on that i that, that's my free tip of the week Ken has
3: already took that right. off the
2: Jong will not say anything funny. Uh, uh, J- Jason Stewart, I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: One, one last thing. Sure. When we did our exhaustive uh, year in review, I forgot a great R.I.P. that we never mentioned during the year. One of the great sitcom characters of the '90s, Roy from Wings, the big guy.
2: R.I.P. R.I.P. Wait.
3: He lived a lot longer than I expected after that show. Wait,
2: I don't think I remember him. I only know Thomas Hayden Church. Genius.
3: dumb guy. Roy was the fat guy who looked like Hardy from uh, Laurel Hardy.
1: Right. Yes. He's great. What else was he in?
3: I think he was a stage actor. Right. Is
2: is Crystal Bernard still with us? I'm mostly concerned about her. Yeah, she's doing fine. Uh, Jason Stewart, any personal news you would like to start with?
0: No, but um, oh. a few minutes ago, I think uh, Steve had admitted to going to a Fathom event, and Brian made the very kind of uh, off-the-cuff, unresearched comment that uh, the business of Fathom events wasn't doing so hot anyways before the pandemic. That's right, And I, I strongly disagree. I, I don't know how many times I went to movies where in the middle of previews, I heard people like, I have to rush to book my Fathom Events seat now before this movie starts. I need to see that uh ballet, that right. Russian ballet <laughs> on, on, a, on a on a movie theater.
2: That is that is one good thing about the uh pandemic. Well, there's a few good things about the pandi- pandemic, but one of them was it it put a quick death to Shenyan.
3: That's true. I haven't been inundated.
2: Yes. Shen Yun was about to – I believe it was going to start in April here in Southern California at several locations. And it's (laughs) – you figure I would know when Shen Yun was going to be kicking off because there's – you see no fewer than 87 billboards, nine commercials, and several – Home mailers every week, and
3: and not just chintzy direct mailers. Like fold out, like real. I mean, they had a limitless budget.
2: Yes, Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, Okay, let's talk. Let's talk. Karate Kid Part Four: The Cobra Kai series. A a refreshing, I would say, twist on the Karate Kid saga. Uh, I thought I would start by. The people's people's favorites. Like if you if you have like a top three of your favorite characters on the show, who your favorites are, who you like on the show. I'll go first. I like Johnny. Okay. Anybody else? <laughs>
3: uh I mean, are we just we just giving away season three right here? Like how are we do? No, we, this?
2: We're, this is this is a spoiler. Okay. So Spoilers. Say- we got we got the spoiler king on the show. We're we're spoiling That's shit.
3: True. Okay. I would say number one, Johnny, number two, uh, Ali with an eye, Right. N- number three, Sad Sack, Chosen.
2: Oh, no. Chosen's the worst. That's
3: I, wh- I found it hilarious that he was such a – like he was he was ready to murder, yeah. and he's just Sad Sack. I just thought it was funny that he appeared, but no, it would be Ali with an eye and uh, what's her name who held up pretty – was it Yuki Sookie? whatever that
2: Kimiko um the that is um that's that's not saying much considering that Allie with an eye is in about three scenes in three seasons and she's she's in the show for a total of about eight minutes on the very last episode um Jason Stewart some of your favorites who did you enjoy in your three seasons the three seasons of (laughs) Cobra Kai
3: and I want to warn anybody: if you say Hawk, I'm out on the entire show.
0: No one, no one likes Hawk. Okay, so, so, so I'm definitely going to say Hawk. Um, and and I think the the writing for his character um, got increasingly more funny. Uh, Johnny funny. was Johnny was what the, I, I don't know if there's a website. I'm sure Steve's read all of them, but Johnny's lines are incredible f- for two reasons. Um, they're funny and they're very inappropriate, like in a world of diversity and a world of, of political correctness, Johnny's lack of appropriate behavior and language is so refreshing. Um, and I guess if I, if I had to pick a third, it would have to be Troy Nichols. She, she, she literally is a sociopathic murderer.
2: Um, yeah, that is true. Oh Yeah. Uh, um yes, I the best thing about Johnny, I mean Johnny is hilarious. It, Billy Zabka is a fantastic actor. One of maybe 3 real actors on this entire show. Um and his and his life, his character, his life stopped in 1988 and that's just a, a brilliant Arc for him, where he's all like Ron Burgundy, his, right? All his references are from the 1980s. He's he's he literally just like come out of a coma or something, and is not aware of the modern world, which I love. Steve, you are the resident expert, Karate Kid expert here on the show. Your top characters on the Cobra Kai <clears throat> series.
1: Um, I think Johnny has shown himself to be the dominant force of course, in this franchise of now he's completely taken it over gosh um for nostalgia purposes when we got the the cobra kai boys back together for their little trip for a day i, I in season two i really enjoyed that i did enjoy the kumiko And chosen appearance in season three. So that's like a combo, just the nostalgia factor for me. Uh, And then for the third, gosh, I almost want to throw Daniel's wife in there because she can just get it. Yeah, she's not bad. Daniel's wife. How
3: about about Johnny's ex?
2: Johnny's ex. Johnny's ex. Johnny's ex. Very attractive. I believe she used to be like a guest model. She's definitely a model, and I think she might have been like the face of guests back really? in the day. Yes. Hold on. We're we'll out to find her. I'm going to find her on IMDb.
0: Well, while you find her, I'm going to uh, relay to the group my personal favorite Johnny line of, of all three seasons. Please do. Um, it was early on when Hawk uh, first got to Cobra Kai, and Johnny says, what is that on your face? Yeah, and yeah. it's a hair, it's a hair lip, right? And, yeah. uh, and, so and we've then called, then we Haw- call that
2: a cleft palate in modern Clefton. vernacular. And, uh,
0: and, and, and Hawk proceeds to say that the doctor says I might be on the spectrum. And Johnny says, I don't know what that is, but get off of it. Pronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: Well, Johnny, I mean, this is like, he, it's weird because I, he lives in Southern California and they make it clear he hasn't gone anywhere. And then he goes to like a Mexican restaurant and he's ordering Palo tacos instead of Pollo. Right. He does. He doesn't know how to do basic things. It's It's so weird.
2: It's great. But like what
3: my, one of my big problems with the show is tonally, they were kind of all over the place. Sometimes it was winking at the audience. Sometimes it was trying to be earnest. Sometimes it was, Badly trying to just be straight up funny i i I did like it, but there were it was all over the place
2: um yeah it's it would be interesting, and I imagine somebody's some nerds gonna do this to have a just a super cut of all three seasons that's just Johnny's scenes because you find yourself as you're watching you're like, okay, you know Miguel, whatever, whoever's doing what Hawk, the rest of them who cares. Uh, when's Johnny coming back on the screen? And then Johnny comes on the screen and you're like, all right, he's going to say something funny. He's going to do something stupid. He's going to be, but he's also kind of a badass. He beats people's ass. So he could do that. Like he's interesting and he's, he's a real actor. So he's, he's funny, like not by accident. He's funny because he's trained and he's professional. He's amazing. Let's go ahead and list our worst Top three worst characters from the show. I think, I mean, it's pretty much everybody else, but I, I think you got to start with Daniel LaRusso. Is it LaRusso or LaRusso?
1: So. You still don't know
2: this yes. four years later? Daniel LaRusso and his wig and his, he's he's grown up to be an even bigger pussy than he was in the original movies. He's a bigger whiner. He's a bigger bitch. His karate sucks.
3: He's very stiff.
2: He's his he, somehow he's wearing a, a wig, but his hair is also dyed. He dresses like a bitch. I know they didn't have so this this show started off on YouTube, and you could tell it wasn't a big budget thing. The fucking house they use for Daniel LaRusso's home is so shitty. Anybody, like, it's okay, right? It's just very dated. It's old. Anybody you know that owns a car dealership is going to be the richest guy you've ever met. This, this guy, he owns several car dealerships in the San Fernando Valley, a fucking a, a very populous area, and he lives in a shitty house. He dresses shitty. He's got a pretty hot wife. I'll give him that, uh, but he sucks. I'll, I'll follow him up. He sucks the worst. Daniel, of course. His wife
3: sucks. She's 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 I attractive. I don't mind her. She she sucks. I don't
2: mind her. I don't mind her. Um, Hawk. I like. What so, are they doing?
3: What are they doing? What are they doing here?
2: with Hawk? He he kind of got badass for a second, but did you notice that they immediately lightened? His fake cleft palate scar. As soon as he got the Mohawk, suddenly it wasn't quite as red and blotchy as it was in when he was just the nerd Eli. Hawk sucks. I don't know why they fucking forgive him. Fuck Hawk. I can't stand <laughs> that guy. And then I'll follow it up. He's not on the show much. But Anthony LaRusso, the, oh, the cousin – no, no, no. He sucks too. But the son, actually, I don't mind the cousin. I don't mind the cousin. The he's son, funny. yeah. The son is horrible. He's not oh, on there much.
3: Yeah, the kid who's always on his iPad. Yeah. and like asking for pancakes. Yeah, he's and, bad.
2: And but he does that weird thing. And this is the, like AJ Soprano, where he's real chubby the first two seasons that he's barely in, and then he shows up in one scene in season three, and he's like emaciated. It's supposed. To, it's supposed to only be you know it's supposed to be in real time but of course it's two years later than it was in in season one and so he's gone from being you know eleven to fourteen and he looks like a completely different person I could have done without him I don't know what he was doing there in the first place fuck Anthony fuck the all of the LaRussos, including Sam uh fuck uh fuck Daniel's mom all of them fuck them all <laughs> uh except for That's amanda Am- is, Amanda LaRusso, I, really I like liked- I really liked
3: the first movie in the sense that, or I mean, even the second one, in that he is a dork, but you're seeing him overcome something. But with this series, you really got to live with him. And this is why he is a dork, because, you you know, you don't actually want to spend time with dorks.
2: No, no.
3: It's one thing to see him go on a little journey to overcome the bully. It's another thing to, like, see him as an established adult dork. Yeah. tough have to swallow. Give
2: us Ed. Give us your bottom three.
3: Bottom three yep. is Hawk. I mean, the whole the whole concept of who, who was supposed to be the badass when they when they had that whole ninja brawl. Every fucking person except for Miguel. Um, yeah, everybody except for Miguel was a huge loser in that fight. Well, it's, and it's it's just yeah. tough. Like, what you know, the Cobra Kai. There was there was something going on. You know Johnny is clearly a cool guy, and you could see the bullies. N- now the bully is a guy with this ridiculous mohawk that he wears this every day of his life for three years. Yeah,
2: it's enough. Also, these Johnny must have been a hell of a sensei because they show up, they're nerds, and then like three weeks later they're at the fucking All Valley. They're all black belts by then. The <laughs> the All Valley. Still a fucking huge event, like you thought. You thought, oh, eighty-five. It peaked. No, the All Valley is fucking raging. It's still going. Everybody knows about it. The whole high school knows about the All Valley. It's it's an insane bizarre world. The All Valley, but these guys get very good at karate very quickly.
1: Well, I think Hawk getting good and some of the other ones that you're like, how is they get good so quickly? The one that sticks out to me is Dimitri. Yeah. Like, huh, like yeah. that character is just total loser, total dork.
0: Yeah, he's Now sucks. all of a
1: sudden he's, you know, leading a fight brigade at LaRusso's house at the end of season three. Yep. Enough to where he's making Hawk turn good again. Yeah. Just, yes. <laughs> he's like, s- uh, come on. Dimitri? Yes. Hawk snapped his <laughs> arm like... 4 yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. And he's pull and he's pulling tail. He's pulling tail with the good-looking chick. Yep. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the season where they where they're making out. She now likes him because he can do karate. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and I and
3: do you think when these kids all went to college and they're like, "Oh yeah, my high school, we were all doing karate." And you're like, "What? Everybody did karate?" Yeah, like every person no, in the high school did <laughs> no, <it's> karate. That's
2: crazy. <laughs> um give us you obviously uh Steve, you hate Dimitri. Who else? Give us give us your bottom 3.
1: Not a fan of Dimitri, not a fan. I, I'm not a huge fan of Hawk. I'm not as down as Hawk as you guys are, but is he up there for me? No. Um, and then anyone else, I... I ah, gosh, I, no one really sticks out as somebody that I'm just like, no, I can't stand them. I was just kind of meh. Yeah. You know, you know kind
0: of sucks? Asking, asking Steve to like choose... Um, uh, his bottom three Cobra Kai characters—it's yeah. like asking Sophie's like, Choice, yeah. asking a Mormon dad to pick the bottom three of his fifteen kids. Right. <laughs> Interesting <laughs>
2: analogy, Jay Stu. Your bottom three—you had to have hated some people here.
0: Well, first of all, I need to be the one in the room that defends Hawk. Obviously, <laughs> I'm in the minority here. That writing for him, I thought was incredibly funny. He went from this nobody. That was a shell of a person to the opposite. Like, he has zero humility. Like, he took this uh this 180 as a character and he just became obnoxious and over the top, which I thought was funny. And everything that they did to, to make that happen, it was funny. They gave him funny lines to say to be the bully. He was the bully. Now he's the now, now he was the the guy that was bullied. Now he's the bully, and they gave him these over the top funny lines. I think if you guys look at the three seasons again, I think you I'll will definitely appreciate. Doing that. Hot. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. I think you'll appreciate hot. Now, how come nobody has mentioned Robbie in this entire uh, uh, podcast? So far? he's he's definitely bottom three for me, and that I know for a fact that nobody I don't I don't think anybody who is four foot nine who is as delicate and um small as he is could be a a badass karate fighter um I I don't really even know what his deal is with Samantha I was I'm kind of confused at this point as we go into season four just as a person though I can't stand him um and by the way obviously Johnny is the most hated person in this series for us because we hated him in the movie and he's become a, a, a less desirable adult. But I will say this, and this is my analogy. I got really good uh, seats at this uh, way bitchin' eighties um, music fest that mm. Richard blade put on recently. Mm. And I remember when the psychedelic first came out and <laughs> Dude, they you were do so, this psychedelic were, first thing every time? They were so, they were so unattractive, and it, it really was put—it was off-putting how unattractive old they were. But when I closed my eyes, I was back in 1983. Right now, when I saw the previews for the series, I saw Johnny with horrible um, plastic surgery and that horrible hair. What piece that he's got? That's a piece. Yeah. And then I, I don't think I Johnny she, has plastic surgery. Oh yeah, but no, Johnny! No. Johnny! Johnny did something, and I'm like, "This is going to be hard to watch." He looks I don't great. Know if I see this, but they pulled it off in in the Johnny character, but the Larusa character. Yeah, I just Larusa character. I just can't get behind. I even in the, I'm not pulling for him and his gang in the next one. I'm kind of pulling no. for Cobra Kai I, next time. Yeah, I'm
2: kind of <laughs> with you there. I I kind of have to agree.
3: Although <laughs> the whole concept of crease I mean, he's like an elderly bobblehead. I mean, his head is way too big for his, <laughs> his body, and he's he's like a seventy five year old guy teaching karate and like carrying out vengeance with children. Like, there are no cops in the valley apparently because there are major yes. crimes being committed.
2: Yep. There's there's a lot of assaults, and that's that's something I wanted to get to. Something that Ed brings up because you know, Crease shows up at the tail end of season one, beginning of season two, and I, I'll give it to. Marty Cove, he's probably the second best actor on the show. He, he, Ali with an I, who I I, I barely want to count, like, her scenes with Johnny, it's like, oh, there's two, there's two real actors in this, and they're acting, and it's amazing, it's good. But Marty Cove, also a real fucking actor, he's had a career, but there's something that, there's something that struck me as odd, because Marty Cove shows up, and he's you know, he's he's presumed dead. He might have gone back and trained SEALs in Afghanistan. He's done PSYOPs places. Like, he's a lifer. But I recall Marty Cove, a.k.a. John Crease, the character John Crease. I recall thinking that in Karate Kid Part 1, he was around, I don't know, 53 years old? Yeah. He, he was not a young man when he was the sensei. In Karate Kid Part One, so I gotta ask you guys how fucking old is this guy? have this thought because johnny's a bad motherfucker right like he's he should fuck up crease pretty easily considering what what year did what year did karate kid come out 1985 84 85 85 85. so he's conservatively crease was what 53 in 1985 now it's 2020 so he's what's what's ed you're good at math that's 35 years yeah he'd, he'd be 88 years old right now he's, Johnny should easy, pass answer. Johnny should easily be able to kick the shit out of an 88 year old man and I get that Crease. he's had he's had the facelift he's had the, he's had the he's got the wig he's looking he's, good he's he's looking good
3: certainly but he still looks elderly like he would not be mm-hmm. the karate teacher course, people would choose
1: of course well, he's he, I mean, in real life, he was born in '46, so he was 39 when the first movie. Unbelievable! <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! <laughs> so he's God. he's 74. He's 74 yeah. in real life. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I,
3: I have another least favorite character. Flashback scenes aside from the snake fight, oh, most of the flashback scenes, like him at the sock hop, pass hard pass on flashbacks. Yeah.
2: Well, t- Steve, maybe you give your thoughts on this because you're the resident Karate Kid expert the whole um f- constant flashing back and meeting up with people from the past from the earlier movies playing the clips from earlier movies did that work for you did you like those
1: tie-ins um 100% the flashbacks i don't i mean i understood the vietnam flashbacks in season 3 because Remember they were the trying to establish house? yeah 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 they were trying to establish how he became why he's so angry, where the cobra references came from, why he's so intent on killing other human beings yep. other than just yep. hey, let's win a karate tournament. Spinning like, in the shit. Yeah, where his mentality well, came from. Fight. So I get he's I badass. get that. Yeah. Um but for me, you know, when I look at this kind of the whole thing like we've talked about this when we did the other recaps of Karate Kid, like this movie obviously has played a major role in my life <laughs> and yes. um you know, the fact that I used to go to that same golf and stuff from the first movie. And uh, you know, it was 15 minutes from where I grew up and uh, right off the six Oh five and in Norwalk. And I, I was, so when they, they did the first date with Miguel and, um, and Samantha there, the first season, I thought that was cool. And then, and then you got the, and then we had no idea what to expect. And I guess my thing was, because this thing was such a big deal and karate kid is probably top five movie of all time for me. Wow. I I was one of these guys that just never wanted to see a reboot or a remake or a continuation. So my expectations were, I'm going to hate this thing because I don't want it to ruin my memory of the original karate kid and its franchise. And it so exceeded my expectations that anytime I did get a, Hey, let's bring back Robbie, and Tommy and let's have Tommy die. And his last scene show him being zipped up in a body bag. Like that shit to me resonated. Like I loved that stuff. Um, I loved seeing Kumiko and chosen in this last yeah. one, even though chosen looks, looks, looks like an Asian Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, he does. Um, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he's the saddest guy. <laughs> um, uh, I, I I love the throwback references, so you're always going to get me there. Um, but the show – I just didn't think that this show going in – my expectations were just so low because I, I didn't want it to be made. I didn't think they'd be able to pull it off, and somehow they have managed to keep me interested – I'm I'm almost not nearly as interested in the new cast. Like I really don't care about Hawk and Dimitri and Samantha and Yeah, Samantha good, and point. Robbie and, good point. And there and Miguel and who wins the title and shit like that. I'm just so much more interested in anytime they talk about Miyagi. Anytime they talk about the original movies. Anytime Cobra Kai comes back. Anytime we get a scene with Allie and an explanation as to you know the backstory and bringing her in. Like that's the shit that interested me. Kind of like when I rewatched all of. Saved by the Bell, the new the, on, yes. on NBC Peacock. I was only interested in when they brought back the original yes. cast. I didn't care about the news, this, these new kids, so I didn't give a shit. I, but c-
2: I kind of agree with you that the so when you're like, oh, they're doing a you know a re not a reboot or sort of a sequel series to the the Karate Kid. You're like, how are they going to do that? And then you watch yeah. this, and you're like, oh, this is the only way they could have done it. This is the yeah. only way this works, and they did. Definitely find the secret sauce to making it work. And, I, and like you're saying, the whole Okinawa part, I mean, it looked a lot like the Getty Museum to me and also the L.A. Zoo. But yeah, they were in ok- Okinawa. I did like how they flipped it on you. It took him a long time to get there. But he's like, how's he going to save his business? And then it turns out the, the little girl he saved from the typhoon was the VP of the fucking car company. And I was like, that was a nice little twist. So I, I'm kind of yeah, with you. Yeah. All like the throwback stuff was really good when I was watching it with my chick and, uh, and it, so um, Johnny and Allie with an eye are on a date and she's like, you know where we should go. And my chick's like, you know where they're going to go. Right. And I'm like, oh yeah, they're going to go to a hotel room and get sweaty for old time's sake. And she's like, no Dummy. They're going to fucking golf and stuff. And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> and so like all of those just like little moments.
3: Yeah, and they played this song. Yeah. Can
2: you feel it? Oh, yeah, totally. And and Johnny, like the whole beginning when Johnny and Daniel first uh, reconnect. And Johnny's like, yeah, it was an illegal kick. You know, like you get, yeah. you get back to that where you can see it for, from Johnny's perspective. Like Johnny was painted as a fucking asshole. And really some fucking prick from Jersey on a BMX bike comes in and he can fucking juggle a soccer ball and he snatches up your girl and
1: you're going to be pissed off about it. I, I was kind of, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I was totally like, where are they going with this? Or where, where are they going to go with this at the very beginning? And then I was like, Oh, okay. Okay they're making it they're actually doing this in like real time 30 years later johnny still has not been able to get over yeah. the fact that he lost and then he becomes the more sympathetic figure absolutely and daniel larusso becomes like wow he's kind of a prick yeah. and johnny's actually kind of a good guy and kind of funny in all this um, but yeah i'm i was i was all in the thing that actually surprised me about this is the fact that it's shot in atlanta like I was oh, really surprised that this this series is sh- everything is shot in Atlanta, and I and if you go back to the Miyagi, that Miyagi house, um, that's definitely not the Miyagi house from the original, especially when you look in the backyard. The backyard was way bigger in the original movies. but interesting. Um,
2: I was wondering, because they're yeah. supposed to be in Panorama City and they're like going down dirt roads and shit, and I'm like,, yeah. the valley's no, pretty is a- fucking <laughs> paved
1: as far as I've seen. Yeah, this is this is Atlanta where they shoot
0: this snow. Is it because California is uh, making it too expensive to make yeah, shit out there? It
1: must be because this was, I mean, it wasn't even a COVID thing because this, yeah. this this filming started in 2017. The first season aired in 2018, so I think it was just for whatever, maybe money purposes or Atlanta. I know a lot of shit is shot in Atlanta. Yeah. 100, 100, 100 yeah. Hunger Games is was shot there and I just I don't know. I, I was just surprised because for something so iconic like Miyagi's house, they they did as good a job as they could to recreate Miyagi's house, but it definitely isn't the same house, you can tell. No.
2: That's that leads me to another thing. Daniel, he's got all this money, right? He's he's well to do. He owns several car dealerships in Luxury Luxuriato. He Cleans out a side room at his house, a a converted garage, whatever it is. And he makes it into like a karate studio. Then he decides, I'm going to, you know, it's time to share Miyagi-Do karate, which is some bitch-ass karate. Let's be honest. Cobra Kai is way fucking cooler. And and the training is you show up and he's like, hey – I got some fucking chores for you to do. Just like Miyagi. Like that might have that might have flown in 1985, but these kids have phones now. They're they're going right. to find something. They're going to find out about Cobra Kai. They're not fucking sanding your deck all day.
3: He had him working at the
2: dealership, too. Right. But then he's like, "I'm gonna so I'm gonna give away free karate. It's a selfless thing." And he sets up the dojo. In Miyagi's backyard, there's a fucking river running through the middle. It's not flat, it's grassy, it's hilly. I mean, you're doing karate, you're supposed to be on a flat surface. You're practicing jumping kicks. Was well, I. You,
3: forgot about, the, you yes. forgot about the 12 scenes where they're practicing kicking on that little floating island. Yes,
2: they in. do. I get it. Maybe, I
3: mean, enough with that thing.
2: Maybe you go there for the island lesson to learn balance. I get that just like Daniel learned on the bow of the boat when Miyagi was fishing. Everybody remembers that. But as far as the day-to-day studio, why not do it in that beautiful dojo that you've built in your home and not Miyagi's shitty, dangerous backyard? I was concerned that somebody's going to lose a finger when they were trying to write that statue. Jay Stu, your thoughts (laughs) on the Miyagi dojo, the the Daniel-san Jojo dojo.
0: I think I think that I made the exact same comment as I was watching. That's right. That, that's obviously not a studio. It's Great like lines. hilly. It's 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 uh, it's it's not there's not level. There's a lot of things to trip on, whatever. I will say that they probably took the important karate stuff inside, whatever we saw in that inside thing where all the memorabilia was. But speaking of studios, um Cobra Kai Studio, they obviously it's 2000, uh, 2021, right? We have things called locks yep, on doors. That's right. Like how did everybody just always enter the Cobra Kai that's studio right. at any time of the day, like two 30 in the morning, eight o'clock at night, they just walked into the studio to me that, you know, you're just, you're opening yourself up to uh, thievery at that that's point. That's a really good point. That's a good Jason,
3: point. I'm going to save you a lot of time. You can you can start just using 20, 2021. You don't have
0: to keep <laughs>
2: two thousand. Yeah. Oh, he's doing two thousand twenty one.
0: Yeah, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Long form. I like uh, I like when you go to like CBS, and there's this like seventy two year old guy in, in the front, and when they ask for his date of birth, he says uh, April fifteenth, nineteen fifty four, as if she was would be confused about the century that he was born in. A
2: guy, a guy two years he younger than John Kreese. Four times. Um, let's, let's do a couple, let's do an email real quick. Uh, Ballers, I saw you were doing a Cobra Kai podcast this week and was compelled to write. I have personally not seen an episode. Okay, just so this guy's, <laughs> this guy's opinion matters, not at all. But it has really upset me. I've always been a Coors Banquet guy when I want to drink something cheap and for post-lawn mowing. And recently, I posted a pic of enjoying some at the cemetery when someone commented, oh, Cobra Kai? No, you kook. Okay, hold on. I'm not buying that you ran into somebody at the cemetery that fucking struck up a conversation with you. This feels a little juiced. That's all I'm saying.
1: I'm
0: not not buying that he hasn't seen an episode.
2: Right. You nerds that are now drinking Banquet need to stop immediately. We can smell you out if you weren't down with the Banquet before that show. Also, fuck Daniel. He's drinking
3: it. He's cool.
2: Also, fuck Daniel. There's no way Liz Shue would have fallen for him in real life. Thanks, John in Huntington Beach, 5 a.m. golfer. I like that detail of the show. Obviously, that's a corporate tie-in. Where Johnny's, they got some yeah, money from Coors. Placement. Yep, they got some money from Coors. Yeah. But there was another odd corporate tie-in. I don't know if you guys noticed this. Dell? Dell was there? That's not the one I'm thinking of. All the kids <laughs> at the high school, their high school uh, cafeteria is smaller than my living room for some reason. Karate High? Right, at, at All Valley, or at West Valley. They're all drinking YooHoo. Which is, I, I, I believe, an East Coast.
3: Sadies I remember drink. enjoying
2: it. Quasi chocolate milk. It's good beverage. It's carbonated, right? Carbonated no. chocolate milk. No. It's but it's like thin. It's like it's like it's, it's like chocolate. It's like chocolate cum. It's posing. It's like it's like it's like, it's like thin, jizzy chocolate milk. Yeah. Well, when but, I want to
3: break from regular steam and I switch to you,
2: right? But we, but, <laughs> but it's, not a, it's not a readily avail- available beverage on the West Coast. Did you guys find that odd, the you hoo tie in, or was I the
0: only one that noticed that? I didn't I notice, I didn't see that one. I not <laughs> a that lot that of you being drank. But I do, I do think it's interesting that you referenced uh, the word come. Yes. Because I need to give a shout out to Brian Moylan what? of Vulture, Vulture.com. I read one of his recaps of this series. And he, he does something brilliant here. He talks about every single final episode of the season ends in some massive fight. some 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 emotional, emotional, meaningful face-offs. Uh, between rivalries and then he calls it sort of like karate bukaki. <laughs> wow and think wow. about that how many times it, it takes a real uh i don't know it takes it takes a lot of imagination to work the word bukkake just, into anything i don't i don't think that, we needed it twice here i just thought it was brilliant <laughs> yeah get, to, get the brian moylan that's a good one yeah, fantastic. Um, let's, and, and, yeah. and and you know, what Brian also points out yeah. when um, when I think somebody said I think John uh, Danny goes up to Crease uh, at the end and says, "Stay away from my dojo and my my kids." And Crease's big comeback was, uh, "It's a free country." Yeah, and I'm thinking it's a and, and and as as Moylan points out, "Free country" is something like you say to someone who just spit on the road. Yeah, uh, not not stay away from. Uh, potentially murdering my kids and causing <laughs> tens of thousands of, of dollars in damage to my house. Yes, it's not a free country to do anything like that. That's a good point. Uh, this this show would really
2: have suffered without. I don't. I just. I and Steve, maybe you could speak to this. I don't really think they could have done it without Marty Cove's participation. Like. He's the, the perfect villain. He's got the history with Johnny questionable as to why Johnny would be so open to allowing him back in his life. As he says many times that John Creese ruined his life. But Steve, what are your thoughts? Could this show have even happened? You need Daniel. Obviously, I mean, begrudgingly, you got to include him. It sucks. It would have been nice if they killed him early on, but he's there. Johnny, of course, Johnny drives the story. He's the real star of the show. But you need that third piece. You couldn't have done this without John Kreese. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, all of season one was out was without Kreese. He didn't show up until the very last scene. Yeah, which which, by the way, I'm putting myself back in 2018 rewatching season one right now. And just thinking in my head, when I was watching season one, was I thinking, when are we going to get a crease reference? When are we going to get a crease? Mm-hmm. Because I remember when he came out of the shadows at the end and he shows up at Cobra Kai because there are no locks on the door. And he showed up after yep. Johnny was you know, late at night at Cobra Kai after Miguel had won the tournament and he walked through the door. I honestly thought that was Daniel. And when mm-hmm. he wa- came out of the shadows and all of a sudden we saw crease, like I was legitimately shocked. And I was like, wow, that's a great, that's awesome. We're g- it's, it looks like we're going to have crease for season two. And at the end of season two, they tease the whole alley mills friend request on Facebook. So you knew we were going to get the alley at some point in season three. And then obviously at the end of season three, they're teasing a Terry silver and or Mike <sighs> Barnes combo to come back. Ooh, for season Christ, Bad boy which I'm absolutely just of course. I I mean I Salidating. can't believe I have to wait a year. Yeah. I can't believe I have to wait a year to have Terry Silver in my life. Will we'll in we'll, um, we'll
0: It's going to be a year. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm a, I'm a I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming they yeah. they go back in production this month. They say oh, wow. most of the season is written, but I don't know if that means, you know, let's say they film January, February till like April or May if they're going to come back in late October, like, like Cobra Kai was supposed to be. And then they said, screw it. We'll just push it till January 1st. Or maybe this is going to be a thing like January 1st, every year we're going to release Cobra Kai. Let's hope so. Let's hope so.
3: I don't think the writing part takes very long for this show.
1: That's right. They're they're short episodes. Yes.
3: I wrote down this, this line early on when maybe it was season two, when there was still like a, a little bit of a courtship, Miguel would be coming by Johnny's place, giving him dinner and stuff made by his mom. Miguel's mom uh, brings Johnny Trace leches. It means three milks, Johnny. That's better than the milk I used to drink. Well, <laughs> and-
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Johnny does pronounce it pollo polo. So he's, polo. He, you know, he's
3: know. He, he's he's like how about when yeah. it was supposed to be like a couple weeks after the incident at the high school with the broken back or what, a broken neck. I'm not sure what um and Johnny turns into Ron Burgundy. He's just staggering around with like a long beard yeah. and everybody's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was crazy.
2: He got rid of that sweet charger that he had. That was, that was a real bummer. Um, I think,
0: Ed, I yeah. think Ed and Brian, I think um, Steve would probably agree with this. I, I think Ed and Brian are kind of caught up in, um, in how either believable or kind of like if this was a drama, um, it could be critiqued in no, the way it is. No, I, don't I don't let me in. Brill- don't let me in with that. The brilliance of this series is that it doesn't take itself serious. That's, that's what's know, good about always, it. No matter no matter what happens. Right, right, but no matter what happens, they always they always go back to something humorous. And most of these things that you guys are referencing are just things that are intentionally written to be over the top or cheesy or an eighties reference. I found those things charming about this. You I guys liked are, it are too. Ripping it to shit, and I don't appreciate. No, that. I
2: liked it. I'm, I liked all that stuff. I liked. I liked that Johnny. Thought I like, that I like D, that D Steve. Snyder was a, was a cool. big act to see, like that's <laughs> really funny. I like that that Johnny likes both Iron Eagle and Iron Eagle too.
0: Oh, that's, <laughs> that, that's great line. There's
3: bad news about Johnny though. At one point, they're scanning his apartment. He's got a poster on the wall of an eagle on an the American flag. He's MAGA.
2: Yeah. He's oh no way. Good. He's he doesn't know who
0: the president is, dude. He. I'm just saying. I do no, love like, he doesn't know what Wi-Fi. Like, he 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 takes that uh, he takes that mid-eighties bully stance. Still, of if you use a computer, you're a nerd. Yeah, he's right. He, yeah. I like when he's trying
2: 35 to. Thirty-five years later, I like when he's trying to get. Um, he's trying to get Miguel to walk by dangling the swimsuit issue on a fishing pole. And then and then he decide, he's like, you know we got phones now, and he's like, no way, it's better on paper. And then he goes, and then he decides to bring out the big guns and he's like, I might have to get out my Van White Or he goes, I think I still got my Vanna White Playboy. <laughs>
0: that's so good. Dude. Oh you that's know such there's a, good line. a there's, that's a great one. That, that, uh, there's a Stevie from LMU uh, tie-in here. Uh, Our Steve Carbone here went to uh, Loyola Marymount. What year did did you start going there? What? What? Ninety-one. When did you start at LMU?
1: I transferred in my sophomore year, so September of ninety-four.
0: Yeah. Okay, way after. But anyways, uh, there is a Stevie and LMU uh, tie-in here. Um, One of my favorite lines that that Johnny says at one point. He tells his uh, he tells his kids the best defense. Is more offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thought, it's so good. I thought that's Paul Westhead. That's LMU. Yes. That's uh, Hank. Oh, yeah, oh, Kimble. Yes. Oh, Kimble.
2: Yeah. One seventy to one sixty-five. Like let's let's go but, out and run. Absolutely, eight, yeah. that's good.
3: I, I'm surprised we've gone this long. How about Azamat from Borat being Crease's landlord? I like
2: that. I like he's he's much better at English now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I liked him. He's very, he's very Valley. It's very <clears throat> true to the San Fernando Valley where there is a large, robust Armenian community and very, very many dudes that look just like that guy. Um, one thing I enjoyed, I nearly was brought to tears. The Tommy episodes yeah. where, where they, where they rally up with, with Bobby, Tommy, and I don't I don't recall Jimmy
1: from the first Karate Kid. I he, he was always in the group that was kicking Daniel's ass. He just never got any right. lines. He wasn't you, one of the main ones.
3: How, how, do you remember what happened to Dutch?
1: No, what happened to Dutch? He's in Lompoc. Yeah, he's in prison.
3: Yeah. They, they, mentioned, they go, yeah, he's in Lompoc. Yeah,
2: which is um, no surprise. Dutch Duke. was a sociopath. Of course he's now, in prison. Tommy, yeah.
3: I want to point out, Tommy was <laughs> on, almost on the first Karate Kid episode of us right remember i talked to him
2: i thought it was bobby i thought it was sensei ron thomas that was coming on
3: oh yes yes that's who yep. it is yes and oh. he was he was about as it was like talking to a it, it was like a talking to the biggest movie yeah the yeah. biggest movie star in the world so he calls me so i was trying to line it up that so we could get him on or at least record an interview and so he called me back and so I set up the re- recorder like I was going to record the call and it was all like you could barely hear him it was horrible at horrible reception he goes sorry I'm driving in a convertible how <laughs> about we do Tuesday <laughs> and I was like okay <laughs> and never heard from him again and then that was it. Uh,
2: he was he was pretty yeah. good. I liked having them there. I liked that they brought Tommy out like you know just one last hurrah for the guy who was clearly suffering in with an illness. Well, I mean, it, yeah. it,
0: it was basically, I mean, that was a do not resuscitate instead of pulling the cord or whatever. They expediated his death. Now right. it was a really cool last 24 yeah. hours, but they undoubtedly, he, he undoubtedly would have lived longer if they would not have done that.
3: And yeah. how weird is it for a guy who's dying to have to film a scene where they zip up the body bag on him?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, you know, he must have died very soon after. Yes. September 2019.
1: He died like six months later after they, after it aired. But he, he also, I mean the, I think the whole point of that whole episode bringing the Cobra Kai back. And I'm sure as the writers loved throwing nostalgia in the show, the whole point of that episode was to have a, basically a 35 year old, line that has become so synonymous with this franchise (laughs) which is get him a body bag (laughs) was to to end the episode of Tommy (laughs) being zipped up in a body bag unbelievable I asked some of my friends at the time that watched it I go did you get the reference and they're like oh shit no I didn't and I told them I was like Tom they ended the episode with Tommy being zipped up in a body bag I'm like oh shit I didn't realize that I can't I I I didn't
2: I didn't get it I didn't I uh, cannot believe I didn't realize that that's I beautiful The
1: whole point of that episode, yeah. I think, was to yeah. end it with we want to ha- bring him back, have him die, and we'll end it with the episode of him being zipped up in a body bag, which is like the most meta scene you could possibly do for this franchise after, you know, 35 years of everybody saying, get him a body bag. That's pretty good. That was really good, yeah. I, I will point out Jimmy. You guys out, didn't Jimmy, recognize that until now? You guys didn't notice that nope, till now? not until you noticed, said it. Yep. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think uh, you mentioned Jimmy, it to me. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. I was just going to say,
3: Jimmy, remember, he was the like douchey rich kid from Head of the Class.
2: Oh, was he? Oh, was he? That-
3: that? that's alan remember he was like the dudes that yeah. nobody in the class liked
2: oh yeah. wow i didn't know that uh yeah i like that whole thing i liked um i liked bobby sort of being there for for johnny you know he's a pastor he was trying to help him reconnect with his kid um i liked that whole aspect of it and sensei ron thomas bobby from karate kid is a real karate dude so when he does that when he sweeps johnny's leg in front of the congregation that was like the most real looking karate that they do in the whole show (laughs) it was pretty good
3: yeah and he also drives a uh convertible
2: that's (laughs) that's my understanding and and i'll talk to you next
1: next tuesday yeah
2: he's he's, he's done pretty well for himself let's do a a couple more emails uh dear ed brian at al how dare you insinuate that Ralph Macchio has a rug? I think his hair looks totally natural, signed Adam Duritz. That is from <laughs> left in Laguna. Adam Duritz has finally taken that mop head off the top of his head, by oh, the way. He did. I've seen him at some at
0: some Warriors games. Uh, did you just get a uh, did you just get a signed yeah, email? Yeah, I, I do you said that those don't exist on this I show don't, and I'm I'm the only one who reads those. Right,
2: you're well oftentimes it, it's weird because we're not live streaming, no, but I'll, I'll get oftentimes, an email during the show. Yeah, yeah, you'll get an email during the show. Hey Brian, I got yeah, an email here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh dear Ballers, it is refreshing that the two female characters in Cobra Kai are cherubic AF. I totally would. Drew in L.A. I don't I – I assume he's talking about Sam.
0: I wouldn't say she's cherubic. Tor- Tori. Tori. Tori's got it going. I mean, I, th- yeah. I don't know if she's 15 in real life or whatever. No, but no, she's they're got not. Yeah, Tori, I, 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 Tori's I, I, a psychopath. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Tori
1: awesome. – let's, let's, to let's go to the ages. Tori was born in 1998, so wow. she's 22. Oh, yep. oh, she's well in play. Yeah, yep. she, she's she, –
0: She's got like two million Instagram followers. She's she yeah. was big she's, in the Disney World. She's famous
1: from the yeah. She's from the Disney World. Wow. And then uh, Samantha's twenty four. She wow. was born in ninety six. And you guys are fucking creeps. S- uh,
0: speaking okay. of women, Amanda speaking of women, by the way, yeah. Speaking of women, it goes back to another great Johnny line. When um when that when the other when that other girl that for some reason she wasn't in season three, they must have had like a contract dispute. Yeah. Aisha, Aisha, yep. Uh, yeah. When she tries to join Cobra Kai for the first time, uh, Johnny is like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I'm trying to join. And he says, we girls can't join Cobra Kai. Right. And she says, why? And he says, same reason there aren't any women in the army. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> so good. So I like
2: I like what he was on the phone. And he's like, it's it's like a prospect prospective student. And he's like, yeah, we teach boys. He's like, yeah, we teach girls. Gender. What are you fucking with me? <laughs>
0: he's he's very
2: he's very of a time which uh i like about him uh here's another email brian air quotes ed twitter follower of mine jason stewart and steve some questions about cobra kai has this show done anything but fully reinforce why daniel is the penultimate bad guy in the movie and now on this show He treats a clearly down-and-out Johnny like shit the entire time, interferes (laughs) with his life, and tries to poach his son from him. What a (laughs) fucking asshole. He fires people for sport and tries to ruin the lives of everyone around him. He fucks up everything he touches. (laughs) In season four, is there any way that Daniel's wife doesn't cuck him with Johnny? Daniel really seems like a total cuck. Also, she's super hot. (laughs) Sit in the fucking corner and watch, Danny boy. (laughs) Sam, Mary Mauser, age 23, what up, Telly, is hot. But when are the producers going to put her in anything that's not the equivalent of a turtleneck? Also, (laughs) is there any way she's not... She's doing anything other than giving over the pants hand jobs. Poor Robbie <laughs> and Miguel. Sam's arch enemy, Tori, Peyton List, age 22, what up, Telly, who is way hotter than Sam, is clearly better than Sam in every way. How did she not <laughs> kill her twice now? Also, what are the chances that in season four, these two enemies get to know each other <laughs> more closely? You know, you know, like in an art film way, like really get into the scenes and express themselves for the art. Jason understands Allie with an eye. Of course, it was Daniel who fucked it up with her. I mean, I'm pretty sure she fucked the USC quarterback like he thought. But Daniel forced her into his arms. Also, why would Allie ever want to see Johnny again? He was essentially a date rapist with significant anger issues. Crease murdered his commanding officer in Vietnam, but he can't kick Johnny or Daniel's ass? Sure. Johnny, about time he fu- he fucked Miguel's mom. Guarantee you that Crease was... <laughs> Guarantee you that crease was laying pipe to all the Cobra Kai moms. Do you think he was smart enough to pull out? Johnny shouldn't be a dad. Was this, was this a white Christmas situation? Uh-oh. Miyagi. Miyagi. Dead pedophile who somehow still has a grip on Daniel's shaft on the grave. Oh, my God. This is so long. Chosen. Bitch made. He went harder on those fucking plants than he ever did on Daniel. Season four needs karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes and Terry Silver. That's all I have since I have to keep it on brand. Fuck Guy Fieri. I don't think that he's done all these nice things for people. Yes, he has. Very cool. He can fuck right off. I really, really, really can't wait for Guy to have his Me Too moment. That is from Dolomite D. I will not. Dolomite, I read your email. I'm not fucking reading that PS. Okay, buddy? I love you, though. uh, Thank you.
3: Dolomite. Good email, except... Maybe you should learn the definition of penultimate. That means second to
2: last. <laughs> <He's laughs> close enough. He's, he was going uh, for it. You meant
3: ultimate, not
2: penultimate. Right. Ultimate. Um, one clarification. Think, by
0: the way, yeah. Do Do-M-I-D, I think that's kind of his new branding. Um, he responded to my power rankings, um, my much-anticipated power rankings steam, tweet today. House, is steam he, on the
2: come in, yeah, in your power and, and, rankings?
0: And he called he – called, he said in, in the tweet – that i'm his follower as opposed to him being a follower of mine so i think that's it's kind of his new thing that's going to be his deal
2: oh so you do not follow you're too good to fo- follow dolomite d is that what you're saying no.
0: oh you're i too always, famous? always have yeah no it's accurate i follow oh. him oh, and he okay. follows me.
2: oh that's nice um a couple one clarification that i have ali fucked the ucla quarterback
0: yes. usc yeah.
2: qbs are way more into tommy trojan if you know what i
0: mean yeah. It would have been yeah. Troy Aikman. No, it wouldn't Maritavis. have been. It was, he was still
1: Eighty eight, eighty eight was Rodney Pete and Troy Aikman in yeah. in L. A. Yeah. So yeah, that's that would right. have been
2: Aikman. Yeah, big that's right. It's a big. Time. Oh,
1: that's, that's, this, this movie was eighty five. So was that New Was it oh. New Heisel in eighty five? No, might've I think been. he's like eighty three.
3: No, it was eighty four. Wait, know, so it. when Karate Kid two was? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh wait, so the might've movie
3: might have been early Aikman. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um did you get did any of you guys notice that um Aisha's mom she was there for one scene it was Tootie Kim Fields?
0: No. Oh, good for good for Tootie. I have yeah. always liked that. I thought
2: but she you know Tootie's like a, a name yeah, person. Like she's she's in one scene she had one line the whole show.
0: That's I odd. Didn't even notice. Yeah. Did you guys um did did any of you you know, I wasn't really put off by much in this series, but I was put off by this guy, Kyler, who's a, you know, he was a villain in season one and Asian he guy. Took season two off. Yeah. And now he's a villain again. Kyler. It's not a name. Um, the, 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 the is what? Yeah. That's, Kyler is not a real name. No one should be named. Oh, that. Okay, I'm on. sorry. Yeah. So, Ky- so Kyler, Kyler. In, in, in the uh, in the karate bukaki at the end of season three. Um, Kyler, Kyler takes on a Miguel who just got past being in a coma and just, just coming back from neck surgery and everything else. And he's obviously half, half the karate fighter he was. And Kyler doesn't give a shit. He's going 100% at this kid. He wants to kill him. Yeah. I would say, I would say that that to me kind of went over the line. I mean, I don't I don't do well with the uh, paraplegic badgering, bullying or anything like that. Right. Neck injuries are nothing to laugh at. Yep. And Kyler was not letting up. Yeah, it's well.
3: Well, there was a ton of attempted murder. Th- it this was a, show.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, I was going to say there was a lot of near death experiences, not the least of I which mean, was when when Miguel had his back broken.
1: Well, how about, Tol- how about Tori taking out the brass knucks? Yes. Oh, yes. The, on, on, <laughs> yeah. the Season two finale. Like she literally put on brass knuckles to wipe her face with a pair of brass knuckles. Yes. I like, Unbelievable. How,
0: wow. Maybe Steve knows this because Steve Steve is so well read with this. What I don't – like at the end of the series, I turn to my girlfriend and I'm like – I really don't know what Tori's issue is. Like, yeah. what is her issue yeah. with Samantha? Why, exactly. Why is she so mad?
1: Yeah, I don't. I've never understood <laughs> mm-hmm. it. I don't know. I don't know why she's so upset. Uh, she's a
3: psychopath.
1: I mean, she's, <laughs> yes, she's, she's off. tried to give us a little bit of her backstory. She, her her family life sucks. Like, great. The, but why are you uh, you're just jealous that Samantha has the, the dad who runs the dealership and you're you know, the 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 maintenance guys trying to get in your pants at your apartment complex, and you have to like. It just I didn't get it. She, I, I, yeah, she's. It, it just sounds like oh, she's just maybe jealous of Samantha and everything that Samantha has when she lives in a shitty apartment complex and has to pay the rent for her own parents or whatever it is she's doing. She
2: she was making money at the roller rink. I did like that they had the 80s night at the roller rink and Robbie went as Blaine (laughs) from uh, uh, Pretty Pretty in Pink. Pink. Yeah, and it's (laughs) kind of like it's a little too on the nose. This is this is obviously guys that grew up in the 80s that wrote the show. Uh, I mean, I li- it worked for us and I get that that's why they did it. But
3: well, yeah, this this yeah. show is red meat for for people nostalgic for right. the 80s. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like which us.
1: is which is exactly yeah, why no, I'm no. obsessed. Not with it.
0: Yeah. not to mention the fact that they cast Anthony Michael Hall as some badass I mean, some some um, '80s. Uh, wasn't he a part of the Brat Pack or whatever? He was in Pretty in Pink. They cast him as uh, as his commander Wait, he, in Vietnam. That was Anthony Michael Hall. No. It yes. Wasn't. No, it wasn't Shut it? Absolutely me. was. No, get the fuck no, out of here! Wasn't. No, it was. not who, who do you guys think it was? Get the fuck out of here!
1: I'm looking at it right now. He wasn't in it. Get the fuck out of here! I was. Then who st- was that actor?
2: Terry Serpico, Captain Turner.
1: Oh, he looks a off. lot like Anthony
0: Michael Hall. I kind of
2: see it. He definitely Oh, shit.
0: Isn't. How about this? Es- Esquire.com. Is Anthony Michael Hall in Cobra Kai? If not, who does John Kreese kill at the end? Right. I'm not the only guy on the internet <laughs> who thinks this. Thank yeah. you.
3: You're reading a, a question and answer at men's health.com. <laughs> yeah,
0: but also you're wrong. You're not the only person
2: that's wrong about it. <laughs>
3: yeah. um, we haven't talked about one of the great scenes, when they're at the county fair and they're advertising their business and Miyagi-Do was the super lame presentation, everybody's bored, and then Cobra Kai just goes out and starts kicking each other's asses to 80s
2: music. <laughs> it's
1: pretty badass. Here's another casting thing that I don't know if you're aware of. Do you know that the guy, the kid at the sock hop who played a young John Crease, is his son in real life?
2: I just clicked on that, Jesse Cove.
1: Jesse Cove, yeah.
2: Very interesting. Did it, did it strike anybody as odd that in the Vietnam scenes that, um, that John Crease's like platoon buddy had a ponytail?
1: <laughs> yeah they tried to they tried there were three fake outs in season three yeah when miguel was in the hospital they made you think that ali was his doctor when they did a shot from a blonde woman from behind right because that was the rumor going around before season three they made you think that silver was the guy with the slick back hair oh. when it was when it was his other buddy yeah yeah um, and then they made you think uh there was one other reference that i'm blanking on but yeah there were three fake outs and those were two of them and I-, I can't remember what
2: Yes. They also had period incorrect camouflage. I'll just say that. Oh, okay. Just didn't they didn't, um, they didn't get Captain Dale die to consult, obviously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I I here's here's a question that I have. Okay. Um, I think and this and this stems from, from season three. Like, I totally get where they went. I mean, we knew at the end of season two that Allie was showing up in season three. They wouldn't have teased that and then not delivered on holy shit, Allie Facebook messaged Johnny, we got there's no way they weren't going to deliver on that. We just of course, didn't know of course.
3: how I was it went. surprised by chosen in season three.
1: Stunned. Stunned. Uh,
3: I, like, they were fighting till the
2: death. Yes.
3: And you would think at, at the very least, he wouldn't be you know, in that world and then to see sad sack chosen.
2: Unbelievable. Just Amazing. stunning.
1: Stunning. Um, I, here's my thing with the Allie and Johnny storyline of, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was cute. Like, Oh, they went to Dolphin stuff just like Ali and Daniel had in the movie. My thing was in the first movie, the only thing we know between Johnny and Ali is contention between them. That's true. And this, this, Franchise, the Cobra Kai franchise has made it seem like, oh my God, a Johnny misses Allie and she was his first love. The problem is, us as an audience never got a Johnny and Allie backstory of, wow, these two really are meant for each other. And that's where I kind of was like, wait a second, I get it now. It's a nostalgia thing. She's single. She's now separated from her doctor husband. She's back in town for Christmas break. She hits up Johnny. It's just weird to me that they made it seem like Johnny and Allie had this love story in 1985 that they're now revisiting when every single scene they shot together in 1985 was contentious. She either was punching him because they tried to make out with her at the club or they're fighting over a fucking boombox or, you know, they're fighting over a soccer match. (laughs) Like they (laughs) never they never had a love story. They tried to sell us that she was the one that got away for Johnny. And I don't I didn't really get it.
3: I have a feeling that they, the implication is that they were each other's first
0: yeah yeah he, they were each other's first i think she makes a reference to the fact that you know back then everything was a big deal with teenagers everything else and perspective has made me think about the good times i think they reference that but it okay. was kind of a non-sequitur i i just think that um i i wasn't um I wasn't too into the whole alley thing. I wasn't excited for it. I, I, I'm a huge Elizabeth Shue fan from the oh, 80s, from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cocktail. And, and did anybody, did anybody uh, notice the the cool updated version of Cruel Summer? Yes. Yeah, during the golf Absolutely.
1: stuff? Absolutely. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah, it was nice. Um, yeah,
2: it's a,
1: it's a slowed yeah. down, yeah, it's like a slowed down acoustic version yeah. of it. Very the, sultry. Great song. Great they, song. By yeah, that.
2: I think they had to do. They had. There was a few covers throughout the show because they probably didn't have the budget to license the the actual songs. Right. Um yeah. The although I did like when they were like when they were making Johnny's the Cobra Kai website and he's like, hey, throw some Thunderstruck on that, and they're like, they're like, we don't think we can get the rights. He's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I got the cassette in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, amazing. I think to Steve's point I think that in Karate Kid Part 1 we're just seeing the end of Ally with an eye and Johnny's relationship yeah. and that's you know a lot of times these things get bad at the end but then when you're 30 years out from it uh, I mean present company excluded when you're 30 years out from it people get over the, the you know they forget the bad stuff and they remember the good stuff and I think that's where Johnny and and Ally with an eye yeah. were
1: Gotcha. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. That's what it was.
2: Do we is, is there any hope that we see Allie with an eye continue or was this a one shot deal, Steve? It's gotta yeah. be a one-off,
0: right?
1: Yeah. yeah. See, that's what that was my, that was one of my questions I had written down in my notes here for this podcast. I actually did write down some notes. Are we is this now gonna be a Johnny interested in Carmen versus Ally thing, or Allie pushed him towards Carmen and we got our closure with Johnny and Allie. I didn't know. I I believe it or not, this this show has me a little bit stumped on well, Does this mean we're right. at the end of her?
3: I yeah. think they'd love to have it have her.
1: Yeah. By the way, it, Johnny's an
0: asshole for, for for two and a half seasons. Not not an asshole. He's just an unabashed um, guy who doesn't really believe in anything uh politically correct, right? Why all of a sudden I mean, he only went on like one date and slept with the mother of Miguel once. Like That's why what was I'm he saying? De- he could not have taken yes. uh, Allie to a hotel. I mean, of course, what, that, that was a weird maneuver for a guy who was like, you know, so cool and unabashed about anything for the entire series. Why did he make that moral judgment? Allie at that was
2: point? clearly what? D.T.F. He was Johnny was under no he He was not locked down at all. He'd had one hookup with Miguel's mom. He right. could he's free to do whatever he wants. He could slay Allie for old time's sake and then keep it going with Miguel's mom. no no questions asked, no problemo. I thought that was really weird. I thought it was out of character for Johnny.
1: It was. yeah, I totally see it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I didn't it was it was kind of out of left field. I, I didn't really understand why he wouldn't have, I mean, I look, they were about to kiss on the bench and then Allie's phone rang. Oh, I got to deal with the kids. And it's just like, he probably should have just chucked the phone in the water and said, no, we're, we're going to do this for the first time in 35 years. But, um, here, here's another thought I had at the end of season three, which was the end of season one, they tease crease and then he became major player in the show. End of season two, they tease Allie. She obviously shows up in season three, um, season three, the ending clearly teases that, Marty Cove is looking at a picture of his boy that he saved back in Nam, which was Terry Silver, which I believe we already got that favor in, in Karate Kid Part Three. That was the whole point of Terry right. Silver appearing in Karate Kid Part Three was I'm here to, you know, I owe you from Nam. OK, so they're going to revisit that in season four. Have any of you guys paid attention during the pandemic To what Josh Gad has done uh, on his YouTube channel, the guy who plays Frozen. I've seen some of them. So
2: I actively avoid all Josh Gad interactions. (laughs) So I don't. I guess you can explain this to me, but I'll just I'll just let you know I will never go check it out myself.
1: Okay, so what he's doing is actually really cool. He's taking basically all of our favorite movies from the '80s and he's reuniting. And he's yeah he's reuniting the casts on a Zoom call. Well, Karate Kid, he's done, you know, he's done Goonies. He did Back to the Future, and he's got them all. He brings every major player back. He usually brings back uh, one writer or producer, director, whatever. He did this for Karate Kid. So he started with uh, the first movie, and then he went into the second movie, and Kumiko and Chosen come on, and then third movie, and they bring in Terry Silver and Mike Barnes, um, and they bring in Vidal, the guy that. taught karate on set. And then they bring in the new cast. So in that show, this is the first time I've seen Terry silver, probably since chronic hit three came out and Terry silver, who is the same age as Ralph Macchio in real life. Terry silver has a white goatee Mm -hmm. and white hair. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. if he's appearing in season four, he's got to go with the Daniel LaRusso dye job because he's not going to be convincing, (laughs) <laughs> uh, but I, that was the interesting part. I hadn't seen the guy since Karate Kid Three, and um, he, See, he is knew old chosen lighter. was
3: sad.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah. and and here's so here's my thing about the end of Karate Kid or Kobukai Kai K- season three is after we, we got to assume that a combination of Terry Silver and or Mike Barnes is definitely somehow going to be a part of season four. There's no doubt. Yeah, of course. Um, after that, though, and we already know the plot line for season four is Cobra Kai led by Kreese versus whatever Johnny and Daniel are calling their Cobra people or their their karate dojo um, are going to meet at the All Valley. It's already been established what the plot is for four. Does this show go on after four? Well, because I think it ends at four, because after that, I don't I think you're just reaching. I think you're. um and, and and the other big thing was after Silver and um, Barnes, who could you possibly pull okay. in season five I'm gonna tell as you. a nostalgia factor? I'm and I can't think you. of one person. I can tell you.
2: No, I have it right now. I'm going to tell you. Who? Will Smith has well, the rights to this. He's got. He's the yeah. executive producer. He's got the rights to the Karate Kid. But – You bring on – hold on. You bring on – Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan as his kung fu as cuz he was his kung fu mentor in China and the new karate kid and then all the cobra kai and miyagi guys take turns kicking the living shit out of Jaden Smith <laughs> till he's till he's impaired till he's disabled
1: I what do I, I you guys just assume I just assumed because the next karate kid was just a reboot of the first movie. I thought this is based on the first three movies and they're not going to include yeah, the yeah. Hillary swank part of it. I just can't think of one. They, yeah. they, they brought out all the main characters. You can't bring anybody back from two. Cause Sato's dead. Robin and- lively. He is dead. Yeah. yeah. Robin lively. Who was on the, who was on the uh, zoom call yeah. on the reunited episode. Uh, Josh Gad, she was on it. So you could bring her, you could bring Barnes, you could bring silver after that. I think they're done with, with nostalgia factor. And, and bringing anybody back that anybody would go, wow, great to see them again. Outside of Don, he's, he's the biggest hold name on. remaining that hasn't appeared.
2: Hey, hold I on, think we're, we're one. forgetting one very, very big character.
1: Oh, I know, I know, I know who you're going to say, Snake and Dennis. Right?
2: No, they're coming back. They're going to be with Terry Silver for sure. Snake Dennis, and Dennis, Dennis are there.
1: Dennis was on the Zoom call also. Yeah. By the way, yeah, man.
2: they're they're going to be the muscle. They need the work. I'm talking about <laughs> Freddie Fernandez, the, oh, the neighbor. Oh
3: yeah, the worst
2: friend in <laughs> the world. Mm-hmm. I got to bring him back. It's Daniel owes him. Daniel should hire him to wash the cars and like tend the dojo because <laughs> Freddie really fucked over Daniel in that the beginning like
3: fifth of At the end of at the end of back yes. to the future. Yes,
2: so there's an idea.
1: Um, I I hold on. Let me pull this up real okay. quick. Uh, do you by, by any chance do you know they talked about this in the Zoom call and it was something from the Karate Kid that I did not even pick up on. When Daniel meets Freddie Fernandez for the first time at the apartment complex, do you notice? Do you know what the shirt is that Freddie Fernandez has on? The t shirt that he's wearing? Is
3: it a Hawaiian punch?
1: No. It's two pigs. They're oh, pink. Making bacon. Making bacon. Yeah. And a pig is banging another pig yeah. from behind. Yeah. And it says making bacon. It's, it's a kid's and, movie. Yeah. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the yeah. Karate Kid, but unless you. Uh, I didn't know this until yeah. two weeks ago when I watched the. uh, Reunited Karate Kid right. Cast. That I is, have no idea. That
2: is how that is how Pig's mate though by the way. They just it would yeah. it would only be from behind.
1: Um yeah. I'm you remember I'm that guessing concert? they can
2: Yeah. Well, well when you brought it up when you started to describe it I remembered it. Oh okay. I, yeah.
3: I, I I'm guessing they can't bring back uh the old lady who was sitting by the empty pool. I'm sure was, she's kicked.
2: Was anybody else <laughs> Was anybody else stunned to see Daniel LaRusso's mother still with
1: us? No, because yeah. she was in. She was in Sopranos, I believe. Right, Mad
3: Men. She oh, was the secretary Mad who died in Mad Men. Right, right. she was. Right. She forgot about
2: that. Interesting.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, okay, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Unless anybody has anything else to add, Ed Daly.
3: No, we're good.
2: Jason Stewart. Uh, no, oh, yeah.
3: I, I, one thing I will say that that worries me is if he's joining forces. Johnny's joining forces with Danielson. We are going to be deprived of Johnny only scenes. We're gonna have a lot of scenes with them together. I know.
2: That's problematic. I know,
3: but, like, Johnny can be funny to play off yeah. of, but I, I just need less Danielson.
2: Well, that episode where they went to the bar and they're driving around, like when they kind of did the buddy cop thing, it that wasn't was that bad. Yeah, it's good. I like anything with Johnny is pretty good. Even if Daniel's there, he he know, detracts from like, Johnny a little. Like,
3: I like yeah, but I just like a lot more Johnny on his own navigating the world like yeah, Ron Bergen. He's great.
1: he's great. And of course and of course Johnny made a, an 80s tango and cash reference. He's <laughs> he's like <laughs> they're <laughs> narcotics cops. He's <laughs> 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 yeah what that a great is character I mean, yeah
2: the, the writing for johnny is fantastic he's he's such a great character i'm stoked to see him work he's an awesome dude um jason stewart did you receive any emails during the show have you been per- 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 perusing your doordash app during the show What are you what are you ordering for dinner
0: um good question i think we're doing some pizza and some hot wings oh nice um check this out um the last thing I'm going to say here is we cannot end this podcast without mentioning the fact that Stevie Carbone ordered and received an Eagle Fang karate t-shirt. Oh, yeah. How did I? Yeah. What?
1: You want to, you want to know something even better? Yeah. When I ordered the Eagle Fang t-shirt, which I already received, I ordered the red one.
2: Yeah.
1: I said, <laughs> I, i I ordered a second one because i wanted a black one too (laughs) (laughs)
0: wow you're flush with eagle
2: multiple do you uh, anything to add on top of that steve always stoked you can have here you are the official karate kid and for that matter back to the future correspondent of the baller lifestyle world (laughs) anything to add on cobra kai
1: no i'm just impressed with the exact heart out at eight o'clock so Stu could get yeah, dinner absolutely
2: that's how we do it <laughs> okay excellent job i really appreciate you guys all joining us thank you very much for ed Daly for special guests jason stewart and reality steve carbone my name is brian beckner this has been episode 354 of the baller lifestyle podcast we will see you next week The lifestyle's baller Podcasts getting bigger and not smaller Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do With Easy Ed Daily and a man Jay Stew And Brian Beckner, quick to dissect The week in sports and culture and whatever The just my brothers Reviewing some movies and shows and others Top podcast, man, no one is above us Five star, even the haters who love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top Top podcast, man, it really hit the spot Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.